All right. Welcome back to Cox News. This is your boy, Chris Coxner here. Um, also uh, the host of or the creator of the Miami Magnazones. And as of right now, we are joined with Seattle Star Raptors um, general manager, Dalib Kusuma. Nice to have you here, uh, Mr. Kusuma. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. We are expecting to have, oh, as they join the Atlanta Arcanines, um, general manager Kyle Borderman has just arrived. Uh, great to have you here, Mr. Borderman. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's a good for you to invite me. All right. So this is the first ever um, Cox News program actually um, broadcasted live on um, our podcast. So we're going to just be discussing our regular Cox News things, but now it's cool. All right, we're going to be asking some questions to both managers um, about various amount of topics in the PBL league. All right, so um, we're going to start. Um, they want us to start with ooh, the upcoming games for this week. Um, I think I have the sheet somewhere. Yeah, here it is. All right, so uh, this is open discussion, by the way. So after I say a question, it's not really directed to anybody. Uh, so Tuesday, we have the Seattle Star Raptors versus the Arcanines. The two of you guys are actually versing each other tomorrow. Um, do we have any thoughts on this game? How do we think it's going to go? Any upsets? Well, you know, I don't think we will be seeing a upset, but we might be able to see some more improvement from my side of the Arcanines. Um. That's very true. Do you think that Groudon is going to throw like a bit of wrench in your plans um, because you just drafted Tapu Coco and you just have uh, the new Mon that you drafted? I don't know how to say his name, so I don't want to butcher it. Um, but he's also weak to ground. So if they're both out at the same time, Prestige Blades will uh, just take out both of them in one hit probably. Do you have any plans for this? Well, at the moment, I don't have any plans for it. I know it will affect me huge, so I ha- I'm i definitely going to have to make something to counter that Groudon. All right, and uh, Groudon is obviously the most successful Mon in the league right now. Um, you know, I think that the Star Raptors really made him to what he is, and he's just a really strong Mon. Uh, Mr. Kusuma, do you, have you done any, like, any research on the opponent's team or have you just kind of been confident in where you are? There might be some connection issues. Yeah. Uh, Senator, uh, not Senator, Mr. Kusuma, are you Hello? still here? All right. Uh, well, what was the question again? Uh, we asked if you had any preparations or if you studied any, like, any little strategies to beat the Arcanines, or are you confident with where you are? And that doesn't seem necessary. Um, I think uh, preparation in this case isn't warranted. I think uh, it would just be a waste of time and resources expending energy into this game. I think uh, we need to make sure that the coaches, the players, are well rested for uh, their next game that you know may be a little more competitive. Yeah, that's very true. You do have the Magna Zones, which is my own team next um, next week. So that's definitely going to be an interesting match. Um, let's go fast forward, though, to Friday's game, which is going to be the Whale Lords against the Larvitars. Now, what are we thinking about this match? I know it's definitely one-sided to the Larvitars, but do we think that there's any chance that Tim can overperform? Like we saw the Magna Zones actually beat the Larvitars, which where they were 
so behind in predictions on both Sports Center and Cox News. Do we think anything like that could happen here, or is it just a lost cause? You know, I absolutely think not. I think we're going to see even less improvement than we've seen from the Whale Lords. I think it's going to be going downhill from there. You know, I do not see them doing anything good against the Larvitars. Maybe even this might be the Larvitars' second game one with absolutely no kills against him. Yeah, that's very possible. I think that the Whale Lords um, team with general manager Tim Fair just is not has not taken off the ground since the beginning. I know a lot of people were at the Tim Fair stage. Some people started naturally higher, like the Larvitars and Star Raptors. But I think Tim has just stayed stagnant, and it's very, very upsetting um, where his team is headed. Uh, do you think anything is going to change, Mr. Kusuma, with the uh, Tim and Saki game? Uh, I mean, I sure hope so, but the odds of that are very grim, let's be honest. Now, what I'm really looking to the game is to see um, about two kills a game from the Waylords. Um, and that's going to be, you know, a good gauge of where they're at right now, if they're improving or if they're not. Um, and I hope that the game goes like that. Obviously, any more would be really unreasonable. Um, and yeah. I don't think the Waylords are the same type of team that the Magnezones are, at which um, they've shown a constant upward trend. And the Whale Lords, they just haven't shown that. So, no, I don't, I don't expect much out of that game. Do you think that two kills a game is unreasonable for the, Magne- for the, um, the Whale Lords, kind of? Because it, it, he, although he did get, I think he might have gotten a total of three kills. I don't know if I'm wrong. In his last game against the Star Raptors, another eight-class team. But we all know that you guys played not that well at all. So, I don't think he could even get... It would, he'll be lucky to even kill one of Sockets Mons. Uh, do you think that the bar is set a little too high for the Whale Lords in this match? I mean, I think, um, I think there is a certain truth to that. But the thing is, if you want to really show you're an improving team and you need to be getting at least two kills a game because two kills is the average PBL match uh, is won by about two kills. So... You need to really be trying to hit average at least. Obviously, we know the differences. But, again, if we're setting the bar at two kills and he gets that, that doesn't mean that, uh, that you know, he's staying where he's at. It shows improvement. So, maybe it's not as reasonable. Um, but one or two to three kills, I mean, that's going to be where we expect them to be. So, if they get two kills or more per game, that's going to show improvement. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, moving on, uh, well, if, if we want to say where each um, projection stands with each game so far, the Tuesday game, it's um, the Star Raptors are projected to win, and the Friday game, the Larvitars are projected to win. Um, on Saturday, another kind of... Uh, do, you have the, uh, do you have the kill differential for the games, too? The predicted kill differential? Uh, like just what do you mean? Just like kills, like each, that each team gets. Yeah, how much the team's gonna win by? Oh yeah, we don't have any of that yet. Um. Oh, I know, cause uh, Sports Center has that. So. Oh yeah. So if never mind me. I guess we can call up Sports Center actually real quick. We actually have them on speed dial. Um. 
if you want to just give them give us the numbers, I know you can you can see the numbers over there. You have exclusive data which gives you the numbers. Yeah, sure. Um, so this is the Sports Center proje- projection I have in front of me. So I don't know if it conflicts with the Cox prediction, but mm-hmm. um, the tomorrow's game between the Star Raptors and the Arcanines is predicted to be uh, a 2-0 win with a kill differential of plus six for the Star Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, the Waylords Larvitards game is predicted to be a. It's the same thing actually, but it's a win for the Larvitars. Now. Uh, the Charizard's uh, Charizard's um, Magnezone matchup, sorry, is predicted to be a 2-0 win for the Magnezones with a kill differential of plus five. All right, that's very interesting. Um, that that sounds fairly uh, decent to me in my experience of watching and like kind of analyzing these games. Do you have any notes, uh, Mr. Uh, Borderman? Do you have any conflictions with what Mr. Kuzma said? You know, um, I think that the the Charizard's Magnezones game might be a little closer than that. I don't think it's going to be that off. You know, I think maybe a plus four for the Magnezones. I think it's still going to be a two zero sweep for Magnezones, but you know, I think the Mag I don't I don't think the Charizards are going to really be outplayed by that much. I think we're going to see some fight in them after that big loss of uh after that big loss last week against the Arcanines, and also you know. They need uh, – th- this is their last season with the general manager, Chris Borneman. And, you know, he's probably going to want to make a point. He's going to want to make he, – he's going to want to show the fans of PBL that he still got what it takes to be at top. That's very true. Um, we know here at the Magnazones that our team uh, puts in tremendous studies and – uh, tremendous um, effort into beating an upcoming opponent that we think might actually like put up a, a fairly good fight. So, um, and we saw this with the Larvitars. The Larvitars were the number one ranked seed. I think we were tied for fourth with the Charizards or something. And it was kind of uncertain who was making the playoffs, but then they wound up beating the, we wound up beating the uh, Larvitars because of intense studying. Um, I don't think that we're going to lose to the Charizards, although we did lose originally when we versed them in the beginning of the season, but we all know the Magnezones here. We were a much different team back then. So I think it's going to be a very interesting game. Um, Cox News will project the Magnezones to win. It's a 2-0 win. We don't have the kill differential yet, but um, we project it to be anywhere from 4 to 5 um, in the positive for the Magnezones. Uh, let's move on here, though. <clears throat> Uh, we're going to talk about the future of the Charizards team. All right. Um, Mr. Kusuma seemed to have left. Uh, we'll wait. We'll give him uh, maybe a minute or two to reconnect. I'm sure he'll be back. Yeah, so oh, we'll continue a little bit on the on that game. You know, I think that game won't be as direct. Like, I don't think it'll be that crazy as expected. You know, I don't think it's going to be an upset. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's just going to be a pretty solid game, even though I do think it's going to be a 2-0 sweep for the Magnezones. Yeah, that's true. I know the uh, the Charizards do have many flying types. I think they have they, uh, they do have two. All right, yeah, the uh, Seattle Star Raptors, the Kusuma is back. We just had a brief discussion about the Magnezones-Charizards game. I was about to say how um, we have a lot of – we have an ice type to – completely obliterate his flying types. I know he has plenty of those, but we're going to move on. 
we're going to talk about the Charizard's future in the league. Now, if they lose, which they probably will to the Magnezones, I don't know if they expect to lose to the Magnezones, just like they didn't expect to lose to the Arcanines, which is why they got so mad after they did lose. Uh, there's a whole scandal involving that. I don't want to get into that now because we've already dwelled on that for long enough. So <clears throat> if the Arcanine, if the uh, Charizards lose, which they're projected to lose, uh, they've already said they're quitting the league. Uh, I, I don't know well, if this is a serious threat. Well the, well, the general manager said he's quitting the league. The Charizards team might be overrun by someone else. Yeah, that's what I was about to go into. Um, so let's just assume that the manager resigns. So we are considering new um, players and new teams to be joined next year. If um, one of the people, let's just assume that Nick Fair, all right, uh, Seattle Star Raptors, I accidentally disconnected again. But uh, let's just assume that Nick Fair uh, winds up joining. Will he take the Charizards team? Well, you know, there's people like Nick Fair, maybe even Nick McGuire, who might take over the Charizards team. And personally, I think that Nick McGuire would be the better option for the Charizards team because he knows some Pokemon, but I feel like the Charizards is a good team to start off with young. You know, they don't want to have to completely restart. I feel like Nick Fair has a little more background and would be able to know what he's doing if he goes into the draft with no Pokemon. That's very true. Uh, we'll ask Seattle Star Raptors, leave Kusuma the question. Do we think that the one of the upcoming um, general managers, instead of forming their own team, will they take over the Charizards from uh, the Chris Borderman, who may be resigning? Yeah, I think um, that's definitely what will occur, um, especially when you have an organization. There's no point in just letting it go for you know, a new team where new, say, logos, new accounts, new Pokemon, new stats, everything will have to be recalculated and reconsidered don't think that's worth the effort so i do think um a new manager would be uh, apt for the job and also um we heard words from chris borneman who stated if dominic deleo wins the um if dominic deleo wins the oh whatever the debate for to be commissioner the, election yeah, the commissioner election if he wins to be the commissioner of next season he says that he is voting for Dominic DeLeo, and if he does win to be commissioner, he his chances to stay in the league go from a 1% chance to a 10% chance. All right, that's a very interesting uh, statistic. We haven't calculated that here on Cox News yet. That's very interesting. I think hopefully he stays no matter what, and he changes his mind if we can maybe cater to him in some way. I know he was very mad about the whole scandal that involved him uh, or he was a victim of. So hopefully we can we can try to get him to stay. The more teams, the better. You know, we don't want to. Uh, we we want to expand as much as we can. But you know, if there but, if there is an incident that he does end up not coming back, it's not the end of the world for the PBL. We're fine. We'll get someone to take over the team. Yeah, I know that's true. All right, um, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. I don't have the full week eight schedule. I know somebody definitely does though. Um, if anybody knows, I only know the Saturday game, which is going to be the Star Raptors versus the Magnezones. I'm not sure the other games during the week, but I know week eight is supposed to be a good week along with week nine. Um, Star Raptors versus Magnezones. What are we thinking here? I think that's going to be a great match. If you do ask me, you know, I do think we're going to get, I, I'm going to say we're going to get a 2-1 Star Raptors victory. 
But, you know, I think it's going to be first game won by the Magnazones, and I think the Star Raptors are going to see what they did wrong, come back two games straight with two victories in a row to win 2-1. It's going to be a great match. I'm uh, looking forward to that one. The current Sports Center projection is uh, 2-0 Star Raptors with a plus three. All right, that's an interesting projection. Um, here at Cox News, we say it's too early to call as of right now, which is a big difference from too close to call. Too close to call just means that they're too close, but it's just too early at this point. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 I think it is leaning toward the Star Raptors, definitely a Star Raptors win. We'll see what uh, what the Magnazones have in store if they you know trade or pick up any new Mons or drop any uh, in that time period. It's still two weeks away. And then we haven't even got into this week's games. All right. So let's talk about the top Mons of the league and who has really shined and who is a little bit um. Uh, can I just get my different. Uh, stats like, book real quick? Uh, yeah, that's, that's good. You know, recently we made a tier list of top Mons and stuff, but um, obviously a lot has changed. We went through our entire last week match. And a lot of things happened. We got a huge upset, huge star, like a lot of uh, star mons coming up from various teams. But mostly the Magnusons. We'll get into that um, once this once this. Yeah, we should, we should definitely look at some. We should definitely look at some rookies that are upcoming. Oh wait, um, yeah. I didn't run the stats on the last two games, so these are outdated. Uh, All right, that's fine. We'll keep going. Well, yeah, we don't have to do like it doesn't have to be exact. We can just say who we think it might be on the upcome, uh, the come up, or, um, you know, who's been performing well recently based on just what we remember. <clears throat> All right, so uh, I'm gonna start at the on my own team, the Magnazones, and our Larvitar's victory. Um, we're just gonna analyze some of the the mons that performed well there. So. Before the Larvitars game, a few days before, it's kind of caught people off by surprise. We dropped the Mamoswine uh, for Glacier Ice or Calyrex Ice. And people were, this, this was a very controversial move. Um, some general managers were, you know, praising this move. Some were saying it was not smart at all and that we already had Glacier. So what's the point of having basically a Glacier 2? And I think that this definitely proved a lot of people wrong. We didn't build Glacier that first uh, or the second game or the, like for the whole team. We didn't bring him. And we wound up getting a lot of kills and a lot of solid, like a really solid performance from Calyrex Ice. And he was recently put in the C tier probably because he had no action to him. And now he's in the A, he's probably in the A tier along with Glacier where he was. Um, who else do we think is a rookie that is on the rise? Um, in any team, but we're fo- kind of focusing on the Magnazones, you know. You know, I mean, what other Magnazones rookies are there really? Have has there been any other ones? Well, I was kind of thinking Amoongus, um, although Amoongus is more of he's half support, half well, attack, kind of. Well, Amoongus has always been on the Magnazones team, hasn't he? Well, yeah, but like I'm, t- I'm talking like in terms of screen, well, like not screen time, well, but play time. I think and that stuff. Amoongus, um, I think he got lucky, honestly. I don't think what he can do is going to be uh, able to be recreated, especially because he was kind of just there for the shock factor. 
I do think we did underestimate him a little. But I just I still don't think he's a great mon. Um, you know, after the novelty factor wears off, I think he's just gonna return to being how he was before. Yeah, I can definitely see that. We brought the Magnazone, uh, the Amungus, only to deal with Tapufini. Um, and we did deal with Tapufini in the second game, and he didn't bring Tapufini in the first game, but he did also just happen to have Urshifu, um, the water type. So that just got lucky for us there, I guess. But I think Amungus was there. He served his job, and he performed some solid kills. Now let's talk about in general, though, um, upcoming mons. Well, one mon that I really uh, personally think is kind of underrated and he could be on the come up um, is is Spectrier, I think. He's, he's you know, not gotten much play time, if any. I, I, um, I think he was in the exhibition game, but I think he has a lot of potential. And I think if we see some more games of his, he could become really, uh, really great for the Star Raptors. Yep. Definitely, that's definitely true. That would put a um, big change in the whole Star Raptors um, meta, pretty much. Instead of bringing the uh, the four mods that we came to know, like Groudon, Incineroar, and um, maybe Regalecti and some other mod who could switch out every now and then. I think that a mod that's on the come up, um, I still do not know how to say his name, but Salego. Sogaleo. Sogaleo, yeah. I think he definitely could be on the come up. He, although I have to definitely disagree with is... you there. I don't think I don't think All he's right. on the come up. I think he had a advantageous uh, matchup, and you know it, it, the conditions were perfect, really, in that game for Solgaleo. And I don't think that's going to be, you know, replicated. And again, you need to watch out because a lot of the times these new guys come in and they do good because no one knows who they are. And they're able to bring something new that people weren't accounting for. But now that people have kind of seen him, I don't think he's a very strong Mon. Especially for a restricted Mon. I think he's restricted, right? Yeah, he's yeah, a restricted Because, man. again, the prevalence of ground types is, is numerous. There's so many good ground types That's in true. the league. There's pretty good yeah, fire, pretty types, good fire types, and again, I don't see the synergy with Landris. Um, you know, that's kind of a problem there. But I don't think he's bad. But I don't think he's the best restricted mod to use. Yeah, you know, that's definitely I, true. I Go would ahead. say that he he could have a come up, but because that. My team also has Eternatus, who will get a lot more playing time than him as a restricted mod. I think Eternatus will be used more, so it's not really going to have Sogaleo out that much. And also, but a mod that I do see <laughs> could having a future, we can't really tell yet, but I think they could have a future, is Tapu Koko. I'm going to have to disagree here. I do not think Tapu Koko will have a future in the PBL. I think that he, he will serve his purpose, and he might actually, like, kind of overperform in certain games, but I don't think Tapu Koko is going far in the league. He's an electric type, which is detrimental to this well, meta. There, I, I have how to disagree with that notion. I don't think he's going to be, um, you know, insane or anything, but I do think he's going to become a solid man. And the only evidence you need to look at for that case is to look at the success of Reggie Lecky on the Raptors organization. They are incredibly similar mons. And, um, and when you look at them, 
they're fast, electric types, um, not very bulky, have a lot of special attack. I think you could definitely see the similarities. And again, Reggie Lecky isn't uh, the core of the Star Raptors or anything, but he does provide a lot of utility, and he's brought very sparingly, so um, so teams aren't going to get used to him. So I think um, I think that's a mod we could definitely make a valid comparison with. I definitely think the comparison is there. I was thinking more like um, on synergies and on more specific to the Arcanine's team than just Amon in general. I don't think he has a good purpose or good synergies on the Arcanine's team. I think maybe on any other team it's possible, but uh, what do you think? You know, I I don't know. He's kind of like split in the middle. I do think that we could see something. He won't be a top tier Mon, but he definitely will be solid. I think he could be around like I think he could be around like um, well, what's like a middle mine right now? Uh, maybe around like, I don't know, just like he's, he's I think he's gonna be like a B tier, maybe high C, but um, I think he deserves like mid B. I think that's where he he will belong in the future. I think he'll just be there, and he'll yeah he'll definitely his purpose he'll he'll be there for his purpose, but he won't outshow anyone. I could definitely see that. Um, so recently there was a drop and there was a pickup, which we already talked about this mom already, but I wanted to talk about the dropping of Mewtwo um, and specifically. We, Mewtwo's gotten no playing time at all. He hasn't even been brought on a team, let alone used in the field. And he got dropped just like that. I know he is a restricted legendary mon and you already had a restricted mon with Eternatus. So I, I know like there was, I guess, kind of reason to drop him if you wanted to. To say, but then you went and you went and uh, picked up a another restricted legendary mod. Do you think? Do, do you ever regret your decision picking up um, Sol Soleg Dago for Mewtwo? Um, or you know what I mean? No, because you know. So I wanted Sogaleo, but if I had, if I got Sogaleo, and that would be my third restricted mon on my team, and I, that's just like way too much to have. That's that's half of a squad that I would bring and you know that 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 limits a lot of my guys from coming out. So I was like if I have to get Sogalay, I'm gonna have to get rid of one of my restricted mods. And Eternatus is definitely the better restricted mod out of the two. So I decided to get to drop Mewtwo. Maybe he'll be picked up later on again, but you know, depending on how Sogaleo performs. Yeah, I don't I don't really know too much about Mewtwo. I know he must be restricted for a reason though. I'm gonna pass this to uh, actually Delete Kusama. I know he has more VGC experience than I may. Uh, is is dropping Mewtwo like a blunder, or do you think it's it was rightfully so, or is it just like a you know not really t- like discussable trade? It's not like anything too. I important. think it's a great move for the Arcanines organization. I think Mewtwo was really dead weight. He wasn't doing anything. And Mewtwo and VGC in general is not great either. And I think it's just a waste of restricted Mon. He's just sitting there, hasn't seen any playing time. And it's not like he's a spectacular Mon in the wider VGC world either. I'm just not sure that yeah. Solgaleo was the best replacement. And I'm not sure about picking up another restricted Mon. I think he could have used this time to kind of reshape his team. But with Solgaleo, he's going to the to the kind of classic PBL offense. And I think that's really, um, you know, that's characterized by physical sweepers, 
Um, and that's really embodied partly by the Star Raptors, but a lot by the Charizards. And I think this conflicting of a run-and-gun team with uh, a classic team, I think that's that's not good. And it shows a lack of direction on the Arcanine's part. And I do like them getting rid of Mewtwo, but I don't like this conflict that's um, starting to occur in their team. Well, well you know, the, the mindset of... Uh, the mindset of us as the Arcanines, we, you know, Solgaleo's main purpose was to really take out the Charizards because he did a, such good effect on him. But, you know, I, if he does show improvement on further games, then he will be a part of the team officially. But, you know, I will, after my game tomorrow, if, if I just find someone else that's better, you know, I could always drop him and pick him and pick him up, you know. just I thought he made a big uh, purpose going against the Charizard. So I thought I could use him for that game. Yeah, I um, I actually have a suggestion of a mom pretty similar to Solid, whatever, but is actually better. And I'm not going to say it because I don't want to give I the Arcanines any ideas. Metagross. No, Metagross has actually already had by uh, a team. Who's the Charizard? Yeah, I'm not talking about Metagross, but... Um, I will, we'll just move on <clears throat> from there. Um, okay. So, we, actually, we were still on the topic of upcoming mons. Is there any other mons that you think may be on the upcoming? We talked about uh, yeah, two already. Yeah, I think um, a mon not really on the upcoming, but he definitely has potential to be a solid guy, um, especially if maybe he gets traded to a better organization. And I think that's Araquanid. I think um, he poses a Very unique... True unique uh challenge for teams going against him he has an interesting type and um he's pro- he's provided some challenges to the magna zones we saw and you know looking at that i think he definitely has potential but i think just like anything the whalers do i don't think he's gonna be very good on their organization i think he well, you know, I think it needs to be demanding okay. a trade at this point and go to an organization that can better help him develop as a uh, mon. Even even sure. on the Whale Lords, Araquanid has actually been kind of impressive. Like, if you really look back, his kills don't really show it, but he's been doing pretty good work in some of the games for the Whale Lords. I mean, it doesn't look very good because he's on the Whale Lords team, but I think he could be like a great mon on a different team. For sure, for sure. I think when we went in uh, and it came after the Whale Lords during our game, I didn't even know he had a rack with that. Honestly, I had no idea. And then he pulled him out, and I was just literally shocked of what he can do. I don't have um, – I had, I had decent water coverage, but water and bug was just strange, and I had no idea how to deal with it. So that, that was very interesting there. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'm sure there's other mods we haven't discussed. Anybody uh, have any? I think actually, no, I can't say that this mom would be on the come up, but he, I think he's just mismanaged, just like um, the mom we just talked about, which is Galarian Moltres. Galarian Moltres is just a super strong VGC mon in general. It, I don't, I don't understand what the the uh, whale lords are doing. Are you doing them? I don't know what's going on over there, but he's just a mon that's really good in general. I know we have a somewhat fairy meta in the PBL. So he might not be the best, but he's he's definitely just a strong mon in general. Yeah, I think one of the most mismanaged mons in in history. 
and it's it's really sad because Galarian Moltres is such a unique, such a talented man, and the fact that he's wasting away in the Waylords lineup, that's just kind of depressing to think about. Yeah, Galarian Moltres kind of reminds me of Carl Anthony Towns of the NBA. On the Timberwolves, probably the worst team in the league right now, but he is a he's a great player, and he's not in the top of the league right now because of the team he's on, you know. So I definitely think that's a Galarian Moltres situation. All right, very interesting. Uh, this is a similar thing with Tornadus, but we've—I feel like we've discussed Tornadus a lot, and well, I, think, uh, I don't really uh, I have that much knowledge also, of him. But I know uh, he's really good. We should also good. make note of his uh, cousin on the Waylords, Thunderous, and um, especially in the wider BGC mm-hmm. world. I think as a manager, it's important to keep up on what's going on in the broader BGC world. And if you look at it, you can see Thunderous is taking over the meta, and. Again, it's just sad to see him, you know, atrophying on such an awful Whalers roster. Yeah, that's sure. I kind of forget that he even has Thunderous sometimes. I don't even know if he brings them on his team. So that's kind of disappointing. <clears throat> the mismanagement in the Whalers is very, very clear. I mean, honestly, overall, okay. the, um, the Whalers team, like, Pokemon-wise, is... Not even that bad. Yeah, they have decent mons. And he I think Tim definitely knows are decent. He just really had no idea how to use them. He wouldn't have chose them if he if he didn't like think they were good. And he had some pretty bad picks too, so he had to shift through a lot of mons. Well, I think that's he, more due to the fact that um he got a lot of stats from the Picolytics software. And, you know, all these statistical machines nowadays, you can provide the best mon for your team without even doing a lot of thinking. And I think that's what the mindset Tim had going into the game, uh, into the league. And, you know, I think while it is important that we have those time-saving tools that help us crunch the numbers, I think that should not be the sole determinant um, going into the PBL league. Yeah, that's very true. Sometimes when I draft a Mon and I would look at movesets that Picolytics might say and I start to put them on, then I'd realize that this just is not going to work for my Mon and it's not going to work. Or it might work for my Mon, but it's not going to work for the teams that I'm versing or the teams in the PBL. So you definitely got to use some of your common sense too to realize if certain moves are good, certain moves aren't. So I think that's that's definitely don't rely solely on Picolytics. Like if you think if you think there may be a better item and that people also use, you don't have to just use the top item. So just just every yeah. And, uh, it reminds me right, of an so, old saying: Don't let the uh, don't work for the stats. Let the stats work for you. So you need to keep that in mind when you're mm-hmm. uh, trying to sign a new mon or whatever your endeavors may be. Yeah, definitely. All right. So uh, there's going to be, we're going to end up, uh, end soon. If there's any uh, final discussion anybody wants to bring up that you think was not covered today? Um, not, uh, nothing much. All right. Uh, so we will probably have a pregame uh, interview with the teams, the two teams for tomorrow. We might have a little podcast there. And uh, we may actually have a – we could have a podcast during the game. Uh, I don't know how that would work, but we might be able to figure that out. <clears throat> and 
yeah, I think that this is this is going to be very very interesting. And this is if we have a podcast during the game, I would probably be the only one on it. Um, General Manager Sakakusa may be on it, and this is kind of a good way for you guys to see what we were we were thinking during the match and what we were saying. This is actually uh, one. More okay. Thing. This is actually one more thing I need to say. Um, mm-hmm. we will be having when we have the second debate. We will be having it on this, so you guys can hear it. And oh yeah. And also, um, as the Arcanine's general manager, is there any way we could push the game back to like three fifteen, maybe tomorrow? I mean, if the Star Raptors are, okay uh, with I'm it. fine with it. All right. All right. So the game would be at three fifteen. Uh, that's actually a better time for, I guess, me too. So yeah, that's that's good. All right. So this is the host, Chris Coxna, from the Miami Magnum Zones, and we are we are out.